Welcome back to the Becoming More podcast, episode number 13. Before we get started, I want to ask you to like and subscribe on YouTube and rate or review on Apple or Spotify. Here in Becoming More, we go in depth talking to some amazing people about how they have changed their lives dramatically and have inspired others to do the same. Today, I am joined by Daryl Perry. Daryl, it's nice to have you on the show. How are you today? I'm, uh, I'm doing well, Brett. Thanks for having me. Great. Uh, really glad to have you on. And as we start the show, I like to ask every guest, what's the bottom line of their journey so far since they started changing their lives and what would, what would be yours? So uh, mine on the, from the fitness standpoint, which trickles into everything else is just consistency. And um, I mean, I working out consistently, I've been going probably at least four times a week uh, since I was a teenager. So going back to 1999. The, so, um, and, and not all these workouts are dramatic and there are times that I, take weeks off. There's probably been times in there where I've taken a month off for whatever reason. But if you look at stuff over the course of time, um, you know, if you're consistent with stuff, then as time plays out, you, you tend to get uh, better results than, than you could possibly imagine. So uh, consistency is everything. I, I agree. I agree 100% because that's what I found in my journey so far as well. Awesome. Uh, so I like to kind of go back with everyone and try and find out like, your background, um, mm -hmm. growing up, if you were, if you had like a weight, weight issues mm -hmm. or if, um, anything else that you had throughout your, as you were getting, uh, to become an adult that, yeah. that, that led to any, uh, things that you had, to, you realized you had to change. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, um, growing up, I never, I, I didn't realize I, I had any kind of weight problem until I was, uh, eight years old. I was in third grade. And you and I are, are roughly the same age. I think I might be a year older than you, but it was weird because in elementary school, they would weigh us like with mm -hmm. our class. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I remember, um, and I was, see, this was back in the, in the late eighties and I would wear the uh, bugle boy Husky clothes. I don't know if you remember those, uh -huh. but like, um, so I got on the scale and she, um, the, the, the nurse yelled back and she said 80 pounds. Every other child was like, 40 50 and i just remember this audible gasp and that was the first time i remember hearing that and then i was like oh there might be you know <laughs> maybe there's maybe there's something here but yeah before that um i i did always enjoy food um you know growing up my my dad worked um different like rotating shifts my mom would um she she was either with me a lot of times at home because I, I was born with cerebral palsy. So there was a lot of um, doctor's appointments and physical therapy and stuff like that. So she was either with me or she was, um, you know, working part-time at nights. And she also, um, you know, in my childhood, uh, went back to school as well. So like, you know, just, we would eat whatever. I mean, I remember we would have fast food on a fairly regular basis. We would have like hamburger helper and stuff like that on, on a pretty regular basis. And, but as I got older, I started to get a little bit more reserved and, and, and shy, um, you know, I, just cause I was very self-conscious with just kind of my, my situation with the CP and such. And like, I would turn to food for comfort now. Um, and, and that was like, by the time I was a teenager, that was, you know, playing a lot more video games, eating like pizza rolls and bagel bites and stuff like that. Um, and what I would typically do is I, I mean, I was, I was active and I played sports, but like, I would alternate between sports and eating and, you know, playing uh, <laughs> video games and stuff. So uh, I, I, again, really didn't have, and, and this just suited me, like, you know, for the stuff that I liked doing as a kid, this was fine. Um, and then when I was a teenager, 
and I was going into, I was actually a freshman in high school. I was at a, I don't remember if it was an orthopedic appointment or a physical therapy appointment, but I got on the scale. And at that point, cause I'm, I'm only like five foot seven. Um, mm-hmm. I was, I, I remember again, this is the only time that my weight really, I remembered it. I was 209, which I, I mean, I know in the weight loss community, when we have, uh, we have folks that have lost hundreds and hundreds of pounds, you know, that number in itself, it's like, okay, 209, whatever. But I remember that was like different than what I probably thought I should have been at my age. So again, these are like Mm -hmm. two points where I really just kind of weight kind of became a thing. Now, fortunately I had one of the doctor, the doctor I was actually working with around this time um, really wanted me to use exercises kind of like almost, almost like a a rehab or a physical therapy type thing. Mm -hmm. So he put me on a strength training program, really Mm -hmm. kind of nurtured me along with it. There was no expectation of like, you know, losing weight or even getting to a certain amount of strength. He just wanted me to enjoy the activity. And because of that, you know, I, I started to do this while I was, while I was still in high school. And again, that was kind of like with what I led with by the time I was a junior in high school, like I was working out consistently. Now, also at that time, I'd also, I began looking into like the men's fitness magazines and men's health and stuff like that. So I actually had lost any kind of extra weight that I had um, by the time I was a senior in high school, but then I kind of started to have these, um, you know, nothing was ever good enough. So it was either I lost the weight. Well, you know, maybe if I put, if I bulk up a little bit, cause that's what the magazines were telling me, or if mm. I focused on trying to get a six pack or whatever, maybe that would make <laughs> me feel better about myself. And I just kind of, I went on this on and off, uh, just kind of yo-yoing with, with, um, with whatever diet I was on, whatever my body looked like and, and however I felt really up until the point that I was about 30 years old. And then around that time, I started really just like, I, I just kind of wondered, cause I was doing one of the popular diets at the time. And there was all these rules on like what you could and couldn't eat. And I just remembered like, well, what would happen if I ate a sweet potato? Like I really wanted a sweet potato. And what happens yeah. if I want chocolate or if I want ice cream and what I started doing was just like, you know, I would eat fruits and vegetables. I would drink a lot of water. I'd get, you know, I get enough protein and all that. But like, what if I eat the other stuff? And like, what if I start letting go a lot of the guilt that's around food? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, another thing that I've done throughout all of this, um, again, because of the interest that I had in health and fitness, is while I have a career outside of fitness, I was certified as a personal trainer back in 2011. I started doing some adaptive uh, exercise classes for adults with disabilities. And then I started doing more group fitness and more one-on-one training. And then as kind of the industry went towards more of an online model. Um, I started doing some online coaching and that's kind of, and kind of like a, a, I guess kind of like what I like who I am and what I'm about. Um, my big thing is, is I just try to get a message again around, you know, be consistent, try to build a better relationship with yourself and a lot of this stuff, whether you're working on weight loss or whether you're working on fitness or, or whatever it is that you're doing, um, it all starts like in here. So it's all how you view yourself. And if you take care of that and you focus on your actions and you're consistent and you develop patience, you know, things are all going to fall in line eventually. Yeah, that's that's so true. And uh, I mean, uh, the other day I was I had I recorded another podcast with someone mm-hmm. and I said, you know, I said we were talking about like, how you, I used to say that like the journey was 90% nutrition and 10% exercise. And yeah. I, I said, I kind of have modified it to being it's 50% mental and then 40% nutrition and 10% exercise. Cause I, f- I feel like so much of it is just, it's all like, once you have the healthier mindset, you can get to where you need to with nutrition and exercise. Cause, cause even like for me, I had lost a hundred pounds and I didn't have mm-hmm. that mindset. 
I just stuck with the program that I was on and lost it. And then I was on it. I was, I kind of maintained for a while before I lost more. Cause yeah. I just, I, I was like, I, I can kind of maintain this weight. Uh, it wasn't something I didn't, it wasn't even something I was trying to do. It just was what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing, and you talk about, you can lose the weight either by just taking action sometimes. And it does just does sometimes just kind of happen. Or the other interesting thing is regardless of if you have the, the mindset where you're focused on the things of being patient and consistent um, or not, we're all doing the same actions. We're all trying to do the workouts. We're all trying to drink the water. We're all trying to follow you know, whatever the nutrition plan is. So you can look at it from the outside. If you're not really set up well on the inside, you, you start looking around, okay, this person's doing this, this person's doing that. And it's, it's kind of hard to tell the difference, but if you're somebody that has kind of uh, one, if you're looking at this as more of an inside out approach, you know, you don't necessarily we all fall in i think for the external validation no matter what we're doing health fitness or anything else but like it's not as much of a thing for you like if you're internally driven you start to see this stuff for what it is which is just really a series of actions that you're trying to show up and do and you're doing the best that you can you're not competing against anyone else and ultimately you can even look at this as you're really not even competing against yourself you're setting yourself up to be successful and you're more or less your own coach instead of your own competition. But yeah, the, the mindset is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's something that I, cause I, I, so I don't coach anyone like as a, like, I, I just kind of started getting into it a little bit just with friends mm-hmm. that I, I know. And cause they see what I've done and like, we talk about it and, and I just kind of tell, cause like they'll, they'll get discouraged after the, you know, like you know how it is they'll do like two weeks they'll be able to do it for about two weeks and then something will happen and they'll get off yeah. the track. I, I put in air quotes. And then when they get off track, they're like, oh, I, I need to start to, you know, today's, I need to start on Monday again. And, yeah. uh, and, and I, I said, well, I said, you can start like tonight or, or yeah. tomorrow. Like you don't have to wait till Monday. And then another thing is, you know, like just make like, to me, it's always like small incremental changes. Cause you don't have to like, you don't have to go from eating pizza and getting McDonald's for breakfast to eating kale, a kale salad for lunch and uh, grilled chicken and broccoli for dinner. Like you can make smaller changes that will get you to that end point, but you don't need to do it so drastically that it's not sustainable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and, and a couple of things, one, I think, you know, you having the success that you've had to this point and people see that and they see what you're doing. I think this is really what the fitness industry is turning is going to turn into. It's going to be less about, there, there's always going to be athletes and you know people that, that have been fit for the majority of their life are always going to have a place uh, oh, yeah. you know, if you're an athlete you, you can do sports specific training if you're you know there, there's always going to be a room but i think you're going to see more and more people because this is what you see on social media is it, you relate to somebody like mm-hmm. there's somebody that is in you know your line of work that has a similar story and they're further along in the process. And that's really, I think, what coaching is, is you have somebody else that's further along in the process. They've figured out a way on what works for them, but they're also able to communicate it in more of a general term so the people that they're working with um, or just their friends can like figure stuff out. So no, I, I think that's, I, I'm not surprised that people are coming to you. And I think it's awesome that you're helping them out. Um, you know, the other thing, when we're talking about incremental changes, I think when we, when a lot of times when people think about changes, they think about what I have to take away. And I'm a huge fan of, and, and this is um, actually the, the, the company that does, that puts together the online platform that I use for my coaching. Um, they talk precision nutrition. They talk about addition over subtraction. 
Meaning if you're eating pizza, if you're eating, I don't know, pick any number of foods that the traditional diets would say are quote unquote, I'll do the air quotes too. Cause you know, in a podcast, you have to do air quotes, it makes no sense, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, take any range of foods that you're eating and instead of like taking them out, start adding fruits and vegetables, start adding more water, start mm -hmm. adding more protein, because what's going to happen if you're eating that stuff, in addition to the other stuff, one, you're starting to get more nutrient dense foods, which is never a bad thing. And then secondly, over the course of time, that stuff that you would say, oh my gosh, I have to cut this out. It's going to kind of fall, like it's going to fall in line anyway. It doesn't mean that you have to completely cut out pizza because I would hate to do that, um, <laughs> you know, or anything else. Like, but it's, it's just, it's again, kind of looking at things from a different perspective and saying, okay, instead of cutting everything out, what can I add here? What's going to be sustainable? What's something that I can manage? What's mm -hmm. something that I can build upon? So, yeah. And like, uh, for me, personally, um, not to be like all about me show, but, um, you know, like sustainability was a key when I started because mm -hmm. when I started, like I went with, uh, this thing, which I'm sure you heard on my first podcast, um, slimming world, which was like weight watchers for UK, yeah. but, yeah. um, you know, like they, it was to me, they were sustainable because I could have like potatoes and rice and stuff like that. And not have like, that was my, I was like, I was like, I need like, I need something with my meat yeah. other than vegetables, yeah. other than green vegetables. So that's what I started with. And like, that was sustainable to me at the time. And like, that's what I feel is so important because sometimes people will see like whatever the, take your fad diet of the, of the year, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether it's, you know, keto or paleo or Atkins from back you know, 10 years ago, yep. um, whatever it was, you know, like sometimes like they, they, they can be, you can, they can be sustainable to some people, but then to some people, they seem like, like they're so radical compared to like what they're used to. Right. And like, and like, that's when I, when I saw something, I'm like, yeah, I should probably, try. I need something, but I didn't know what I wanted, needed to do. And then like, I, it was one of those Instagram things again, you know, I saw some people on the slumming world that had mm -hmm. lost a ton of weight and they, mm -hmm. they looked like me before, well, not quite like me, but they look similar to me and there before. So I was like, if they could do that, I, I can do it kind of thing. And then eventually just got me to the point when I saw a certain number on the scale where I tried it and it worked for a while. And like, that was because I built sustainability out of it because yeah. I, I was able to do it for a while. And like, so, so often I, you just see people that start and then all of a sudden they go, they go quiet. Cause they don't, they can't keep it up. Cause like they'll start strong and we all, we all can start strong because we can all do something for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. And then after a few if it's say I always say two weeks, but whatever it might be, like it just falls off because we're like I'm. You get kind of bored and complacent, and yeah, you know whatever. Yeah. Or, or, or you just like it's it's the holidays and you want to have all the stuff that you would normally have at the holidays, or yeah. it's your birthday and then it's your like kids uh, graduation or what you know you, you you find excuses or the reasons to have yeah. these other things and yeah. then then it falls off. So it's always interesting to me talking to people that do coaching because you know trying to guide people around those because it's not like so often like people I, I do it myself or I don't give myself grace when I mm -hmm. when I go uh, air quote off plan or mm -hmm. you know have too much of the stuff I shouldn't have but then like I I had to come back so for me I can come back and say well I've already lost well over 200 pounds so yeah I, I don't I I I see that difference but for someone that's only lost like 25 pounds when when and then, and then they're like well, I need to lose another 50 and I, I just like gain five or whatever. Yeah. How do you like guy, how would you say something to them to kind of make sure that they, they uh, give themselves grace? So, yeah. And, and whenever, whenever somebody comes on um, with me and, and if you guys, anybody listening, if you're, if you're ever thinking of working with a coach, 
um, tr trainer, anything, um, really pay attention to, to their relationship with health and fitness, because when you interact with them, that's going to be what, what rubs off on you. And the biggest thing for me when it comes to this stuff is, you know, regardless of if I decide, like if I have my protein shake and my, my protein waffle that I usually have for breakfast after my, my work, my morning workout, or if I have a couple slices of like deep dish pizza, like it was a food choice. It wasn't necessarily good or bad. It was a choice that I made and I'm moving on to the next one, like guilt-free. And when you get to the point where you start looking at these choices as things that you shrug off either way, they're not good. They're not bad. They're just, you know, they are what they are and you move forward, you know, you start to kind of change all this stuff. You, you also will realize that, you know, and I do want to touch on this because this is what it is when you get into it. Uh, this stuff is boring. It, it is not exciting. It is, yeah. it, it is very important, but I would see like and a lot of times and depending on the situation, yes, you have to take control of this to take control of your health and to take control of your life. Absolutely. But I also think in a lot of situations, what you're really learning is how to structure your day-to-day -day life, how to be disciplined and things and when to really rely on discipline, but also know when to like take a step back and have enough awareness to say, you know what, I need to take a break today, whether that break it or this week or whatever, whether that break is from the eating plan, the exercise or just the entire thing or you know, whatever, it, uh, whatever else it is that you're doing, I'm going to like take a step out of health and fitness for a moment and talk about like what we're doing here, which is podcasting. You know, I, when I started my podcast, I got in my head about it. Um, it, it was an idea that I had, I had the structure that I wanted. I was like, I'm going to do an almost daily format. And I did one episode and then like, I didn't do anything for six weeks because I got in my head. And then my whole thing was, I'm just going to start doing this. Like, I'm just going to put an episode out. I don't care if it's three minutes long. I don't care if it's 10, 20, whatever. And what eventually, what eventually happened, I wasn't perfect on that month. I think I did like 27, 28 days in a row, but I, I kept putting, like, I just kept putting episodes out. And then what happens because, you know, you start to kind of get into this flow and you're like, well, I do the daily podcast or the daily podcast, but then you realize like, instead of something that I necessarily have to do, if the time isn't right for me to do this, cause I've taken, I mean, I've taken breaks, especially over like the last, you know, probably six, eight months or so. Um, you know, I trust that this is a skill that I can slide right back into. Mm -hmm. And I think you, you get into that with health and fitness as well. Uh, and I think that for, for anybody that's listening, that's still like really trying to lose weight right now, it's kind of hard to see that because you're trying to lose weight in the moment. You've probably been trying to lose weight for years, if not decades. So for somebody to tell you, Hey, you know, this will fall in line. And oh, by the way, it's not going to be the most important thing of your day to day right now. It probably, it, it definitely most certainly is. But you know, one thing that I can say, and this is anybody that kind of gets into their head about this and they're discouraged is just keep trying to figure it out and be consistent and consistent is not perfect. Consistent might be, but get really specific about what consistency looks like. So for you, it might be two to three workouts a week, you know, but get really specific because also if we're thinking about this, if we're thinking, oh my gosh, well, how am I doing right now? I'm struggling. I'm doing bad. We're not specific about it that we always think we should be doing better. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what I'll tell somebody if they're, if they're discouraged is let's focus on what you're doing right. And let's see what that next step is now. But in general, cause what I'll tell, I mean, the nice thing about putting this stuff out on social media and having the podcast is there really isn't much mystery when people come on with me, like they, they kind of know what they're getting, but 
you know, that that's my main thing is I'm hoping that they can build a solid foundation and be consistent and develop habits so that they can really, you know, make health and fitness part of their life and then start following, finding other things outside of that that they have interest in, that they can take a lot of these skills and, and habits and routines and, you know, apply something similar there. Yeah. And what, when you mentioned uh, getting in your own head about your podcast, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, um, this is a behind the scenes because it's only May 28th. So the first episode dropped yesterday. Yes. And uh, I was in my head about that first episode. I had it recorded about a month prior to releasing it. Mm -hmm. And I had some, and I was like, really, I I didn't know if it turned turned out well, because I didn't listen to it. Mm -hmm. I just, I I knew what I said and I knew I didn't have to edit because it sounded sounded good. Yeah. And um, so I was thinking about maybe toying with like switching it and having someone ask me questions instead of me just talking Mm -hmm. one solo. And then I sent it to a couple of friends and they said they liked it. They thought it was good. And then, so I was like, all right. So I just released it. And then like the amount of response I got was not what I expected. Right. And yep. and, and that's why I'm like, yeah, sometimes you got to not be in your head and just go with, go with it. Cause it, it, it can work out <laughs> better it, than it, what you well, expect. And, it, and it does, it's, it's always, it's always much better than you think. And mm-hmm. that, that's the thing you'll have, you'll have an idea on how you want to do something. And then like, and for podcasting, you'll have an idea on a format and then you'll start messing with it and you'll start asking other people's opinion. And what you'll find out is if you would just try, like, if you try format, the first format, just get a few episodes out. If you don't like it, try another format. I mean, you can, and you can then mix formats one on some episodes, formats two on the other, There, there aren't any rules. And I think, you know, that's something, again, this is where there's parallels between weight loss and everything else. You feel like you you once you find a structure that's really defined that that's going to be the the only thing that you ever do and you know podcasting I think is just it's a form of expression I mean this is it's it's basically it's storytelling and it's you telling the story the way that you do it now um, you know podcasts as a whole my gosh they've been around for probably twelve or fifteen years oh yeah the podcasts that we all listened to were um, you know back in the day when you used to have to have a lot of of you know, production and know-how behind it. These are people that were on radio because those are the only people that really knew how to do any of this stuff. So most of your early podcasts sounded like radio shows and all of us hear it and we're like, oh my gosh, that's what I have to do. But you know, here we are in, uh, in 2021, you and I are are recording this on, on a zoom call, which is how I record all my podcasts. And I, I have a, an account with, uh, with anchor. So for my solo ones, I literally just record them on my phone and and upload Mm -hmm. them. But like, yeah, I mean, there's, I, I think once you get your, your foundation down and your, your structure, you can really have a lot of freedom and flexibility with, with anything you're doing. And podcasting, I think is a huge, uh, is, is a major example of that. Oh yeah, for sure. And I actually had, I actually had a podcast like eight years ago, which yeah. was on movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to say that they were a lot harder to produce then. <laughs> it, it was, it was a lot, uh, now it's a lot more, uh, one, one, cl- one, you go one like through one distribution avenue and they have all the nice links so you submit everything easily instead yeah. of how it used to be where it would take like almost a month to get apple to add podcasts to their directory and uh yeah so it was, it was a lot harder back then and there wasn't zoom which made it easy for recording where i used to have like multiple programs running so i could record skype calls and yeah skype. So, 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 what, so, hap- what happened to skype you ever like i mean i'm sure it's still oh my I mean, it, it, it exists i mean we use it at my job we have skype for business but gotcha. yeah it's it's not like it was right microsoft bought it and ruined it that's yeah that's pretty much well and it's interesting because like you know 10 or 12 years ago i mean 
you were it 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 became a verb like you know skype me and then like here we are and we have everything that's gone on with 2020 and 2021 with a lot of people working from home doing a lot of stuff on video conference and hardly you know you're the first person that i've heard that's actually still using skype so <laughs> it's just kind of interesting how uh yeah fast man they really do yeah i i, I know it, it, it is amazing and, and zoom came around right at the right time right mm -hmm. oh my gosh totally absolutely yeah. All right. So a um, couple other questions I was curious, because uh, I know earlier you mentioned that you had CP. Mm -hmm. And I was just curious because, you know, a lot of people not, might not know what that means. Sure. Um, sure. I was wondering if you could just like explain it a little bit and like how, what, what your daily, uh, yeah. what it's like you, for you on a daily basis. With yeah. That. Yeah. So um, CP or, or cerebral palsy basically is a blanket term for uh, any injury that's caused by lack of oxygen, oxygen around birth. So for me, I was born three months premature. Now, if I want to get when I want to get like drive the point home on like how fortunate I am just to like, you know, be able to, to do the things that I do. Um, you know, my parents had a child that was born before me, a year before me, same circumstance, and I uh, lived three days and passed away. I'm oh, here. Wow. And yeah, and, and the, the interesting thing because this literally can affect anything. It, it can impact speech. It can impact all of your, your motor movements. And the thing is, is when you see me up and moving around, I'm, I mean, I am visibly disabled. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of muscle tightness, a lot of, of uh, as I've gotten older, I, I really have to work on my flexibility work because otherwise, like, there's a lot of, like, of, of joint pain as well. Um, but what it has allowed me to do is adapt a lot of things from an exercise standpoint. And again, I've been doing between physical therapy, which I started when I was super young um, and the workouts that I told you when I started when I was, uh, when I was uh, a teenager, maybe a little bit before, like I've been around this stuff for a while. Now where this got really interesting for me um, is that the, the one part of my body that isn't really affected by this. So like my entire left side and then my right side from the waist down is pretty much as, as affected but like from my 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 right upper torso is not affected so you know i can hold my phone and do all my stuff for instagram you wouldn't necessarily know mm -hmm. um, i can sit here like we're talking right now and this has kind of been an interesting thing for me because at any point in my life whenever i would walk into a room people would notice this and it was always the first thing mm -hmm. so that was kind that was kind of a thing that when I first started doing stuff on the internet, like it was nice because it was for the first time in my life, you know, people were seeing me as the person first and like hearing my, my thoughts, my ideas and my opinions first. And, you know, so for a while, I kind of, I, I would talk about CP every so often, but not so much. Um, and then I just like, I, I started to get, um, I, I had, you know, a couple friends were really, really encouraged, like, were like you, I, I did, um, I did put some stuff out on it and they're like, you need to share more of this. And what I was finding out was that there was a lot of deep seated emotion around this stuff. And as I started talking about it, like that emotion would come out. So, you know, it's CP has been, it's, it's given me kind of a, a different perspective on things. I, I do, you know, and, and I mean, I have like, like anybody else in, in life, I, I have stuff that, that I deal with that I struggle with, but it does give me a really good perspective on things. Um, and, you know, the whole thing with social media and there's, there's two sides of it, right? Like it's easy to get sucked into the stuff, but I mean, between the stuff that I do with your level fitness, 
at my job, we actually do a lot of stuff with, with social media and these, these content creators, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good that's come out of this stuff for me as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's kind of interesting cause like sometimes I talk about it, you know, in, in my real job too, I, uh, I, I talk about, um, like my Instagram stuff every now and then mm -hmm. at work and I'll be like, you know, and I mentioned like, Oh yeah. You know, I've like yep, a decent following, like, 4,000 plus followers and all that. Yeah. And, and like, I, cause I've lost like all this weight. And they're, they're, at first they're like, they're like, you've like four, like somebody's like, you have thousands of people that follow you. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> because they, they and, and, yeah. and, and, and like some, and then some of my friends rag on me cause they're like, oh, Mr. Influencer over here. <laughs> well, and, I will. yeah, well, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, cause yeah. I forget some stuff on this too. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, and, but then I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm it's always it's always one of those weird things because it's just we you know we're friends and we bust balls and mm -hmm. um and I, I, was, I was like you can bust my balls all you want but I do see the people like that tell me every day that like I help them so I'm fine with it yeah yeah I mean and and that so that's the thing with podcasting and social media when you start getting those messages and people are saying you've helped me with this that kind of I, I mean that that reinforces why you do it, right? Like that reinforces why with the baby on a way on the way, you're, you know, putting together all these podcast episodes so you can get this stuff out on a consistent basis. Um, you know, like it 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 really it just puts more meaning behind the work that you're doing or just sharing what it is that you do day to day. Um, I will say, like it was it was funny for me locally. I was in the grocery store once and this <laughs> And this lady stops me. She's like, Daryl, your level of fitness, like called me by my Instagram handle. <laughs> and it was so funny because like, I, I've since become, um, I've, I've since become friends with, this is uh, Amber Dietz, Dietz Diaries on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so she like, it, that was funny. And I remember seeing like at the time, I was like, man, I wish I wish that my, you know, like that my, that my son was here to see this. Cause you know, like his dad is getting called out by his Instagram handle. <laughs> and then when we were, um, when we were uh, adopting our puppy, they, they wrote on there, I saw the paperwork and it said that they didn't need to do the background check. They said, it's the YLF guy. And I'm like, there you go. So that's my, that's my brush on that. But, <laughs> that's awesome. Know, yeah. And, but see, like, think about this when we talk about followers. So like you have, you have 4,000 people to follow you. I have, I have 3,000 people that follow me. In real life, think about that. Yeah. Like think about like if anybody is actually interested in what any of us have to say, and then also think about it, because I know we see like all the, the you know, the, the celebrities, and I mean, we're, we're talking wrestling before, you, you think of like The Rock and you think of like John Cena, they have millions of followers. And then like, but then there's the rest of us and like, for most people that have their own private Instagram account, they might have a couple hundred people that follow them that mm -hmm. they actually know. It's a whole different thing when people like start connecting with your story. So, I mean, regardless if you got a couple hundred people or a few thousand or millions or whatever, like it's just, it's, it's crazy to wrap your mind around sometimes. Yeah, it really is. And uh, so my, my only real life encounter kind of, so it wasn't, they didn't actually encounter. So I was, one day, I, so it was a couple months ago, and the just a spring happened, and uh, I was I had to go get my oil change. So I, the car dealership is like about two miles from my house. So we dropped yeah. the car off, came back, and then we were having we were cleaning out our garage. But it was a Saturday; it was nice. Everyone thought we were having a yard sale, 
So we both couldn't leave again. Mm -hmm. And uh, so my wife stayed here and then I just walked to get my car. And as yeah. I'm walking, I'm like doing an Instagram live because I'm like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> at that point. Yeah. And so I'm doing the live. And then I, as I'm doing the live, I get this notification and it's somebody comments on my most recent post and says, did I just see you walking on Security Boulevard? That's the road that the car dealership's yeah. on. And I'm yeah. like, what? What is this? <laughs> like, like, is this is this real life? Because I, yeah. like, I I just didn't even like that. Just floored me, right? Because I'm yeah. like, like I don't know. I didn't know anybody. Like I knew one person that lived kind of close to me. That's it. Like the yeah. rest were at least an hour away. So it was just one of those things that was just one of those uh, moments where you're like. Not quite like yours because you got called out in the grocery store, right? Yeah. But yeah. but it's still it's still kind of like surreal. That's all it is. It's it's just a surreal moment. Yeah, because it takes this like because before that, everybody's just part of the app, right? Mm -hmm. Like you talk to people, but in most cases, like you're having quick conversations, you're commenting on posts and stuff, and then like you see these people in in real life, and you realize that oh my gosh, you know they have that they have you know, their day-to-day -day lives, they have all the things that they're doing. And I mean, I know, you know, most of us have, I would say, have people that we're, we're pretty close to in the online community. We know what's going on with them and mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, but in, but it's, it's just, I think it's different when you actually get to see somebody in person. And I think that's why when people talk about doing meetups and even if, whether you're doing a large meetup where you got a lot of people, or if you're just doing like a small group or whatever it is, I, I think, um, I, I think that's really important. Um, especially if you've spent the last year or so, in your house and you haven't yeah. really had much, uh, much one-on-one -on -one interaction or, you know, small group interaction. Uh, I, I think it's important. So, you know, I, I think one, it's a whole nother thing when you see the, when you see people in real life uh, from Instagram or wherever, and two, you know, if you can get some things together where you actually do start to connect with people, mm -hmm. I, I think it's, it's a wonderful Yeah. Um, actually, I, I, cause I, I've met up with a few people recently. Yeah. So I, I, in January, I met up with, uh, you know, Alex Poro. Yeah, and I met with him and uh, Keto D down in when I, when I we went to we went to Key West, so we stopped. We flew into Miami, so we we went and got lunch with them. Yeah, and then uh, you know, all former fat people get oh, all former very fat people getting getting food. What a shock! Um, and then uh, earlier in May, I I met up with uh, Jarp's Journey and yeah. Drinking Four Hundred, and we we met up in Philly, and then we wound up doing we went, we also held like a five k meetup. Okay. Later, which had a few more people show up and it was just, it was just in like a nice thing, right? Like we just walked around a track and like hung, uh, in South Jersey and just hung out and, and like talk like normal. I, I see them on a track all the time. Yeah. yeah so, so this is not the same track. Okay. Uh, this is at, this was actually right in Camden, New Jersey. So it was one of the, or Camden County. So one of the most dangerous counties in the country. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, so we 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 uh we went with that because we we're like you know he does it up in New York we'll do it in Philly we'll get a couple we got a couple people to come out and it was a good yeah. time and it was just like we just talked like and some of us had like just instant like because we knew each other somewhat right so it's yeah. like you you uh like kind of like an old friend that you haven't seen is what yeah. I equated it to and then you just like kind of pick up because you know a lot about each other's stories you don't know in depth personal right. things but you know a good amount that you can just well, talk about things right. And that's that's what's cool when you actually do have because we we had a meetup back in 2019 uh, around the down here in Cincinnati they have the flying pig race mm -hmm. and we got some people together and and we got to have one of these meetups 
And that was that, that was kind of the thing. Like we know you from what you post on social media and your your story around that. And then it was kind of cool getting to sit down and talk to people and have them fill in some of the details of, of the other stuff. So, but yeah, man, that, and I think anytime that like, that you can meet up with other people, I, I think you, you definitely try to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's something that I, I, you know, 2020 did a number on that uh, and 2021 started to, but now it seems to be turning around. So hopefully there's more opportunities for that, those kind of things. Of course yeah. I won't have the time. So no, no, no. <laughs> that, that, you're going to be very busy. You're going to be sleep deprived. Yeah. But you're still going to podcast episodes come out. Uh, yeah, so I, I got, got plenty set up. Yes. Um, okay, so kind of switching gears here a little bit. Um, I like to ask each guest to, because I like to get to know more about the guest than just whatever, like we talk about, like weight loss, a lot of it's weight loss, right? Or fitness yeah. or health things. So I like to ask like a hobby or an interest that's not weight loss related. I was curious what um, yours might be. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I think... There, there's there's the standard stuff like um you know there's the standard stuff you'll hear around development of like you know, listening to books reading books watching you know some youtube channels to kind of unwind and stuff but like um i find it interesting how we all kind of like if we have a chance we can gravitate towards stuff that we might have liked in childhood um in, in many cases so two of those for me would be wrestling which we've talked about and, um, and the other one would be uh, sports cards. And I think it's kind of interesting with the cards now um, are, are, are pretty popular. Like they've come back. They've kind of lost a little bit of steam with all this uh, NFT stuff going on. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> NFT is the weirdest thing ever. Because I'm, like, I'm like, you, you, don't, you, don't own, you own the original, but you don't own, like, it's not like a physical, tangible thing. Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's like, <clears throat> and if you listen to some people when they're talking about how this is actually going to go, like it's going to end up deregulating stuff. I'm just like, I, I can't, I, I, but the resurgence on, on sports cards, I, I think is really neat. I, you know, like when we're talking late eighties, early nineties, that was kind of like the big thing to do. And, mm -hmm. you know, favorite yeah. players at the time would have been King Griffey Jr. Was one that I, that I liked. Hey, you know, um, you know, I actually tell you it real quick. I, yeah. when I was a kid, I lived in Seattle. Okay. Cause my dad was in the air force and yeah. one Seattle was the first team that did the, you know how they do like that fan picture day where the fans can get like pictures of the players and stuff. Yeah. So Seattle yeah. did it the first time and it was a mess because they didn't have it organized. Right. Okay. And the thing was, is people could get pictures with, and also like you could like hand, like shake hands and stuff like that. That's cool. So, so like Griffey and A-Rod, like I, I, I shook Griffey's hand and I fist bumped A-Rod. Yeah. But that's just, I just thought I'd throw that in there since you mentioned Griffey. Well, I mean, that was like, I mean, at that this time. This is like 95, 96 time frame. Well, so that was, so, yeah. yeah, so that was, so 95 was when Junior broke his wrist, mm -hmm. came back, and then they, they had the playoff run. Refused to lose. Yeah, yeah. And then that was, dude, that that last, I, I still can't believe the Angels fell apart like they did. That was insane. Um, <laughs> but then like the next year is when A-Rod just went crazy. Like yeah. he he went from just like yeah I mean that was so that was a that was a really um, that was a cool time that was around the time that I that I was doing a lot of the collecting and I I wound up actually getting some uh, cards from like the the fifties through the like seventies and eighties um, you know I picked up a collection mm -hmm. um, when I was you know like when i first got out of college like basically i went to one of these hobby shops and, and the guys that somebody like sold um 
all their brought all their cards in and those cards themselves they they weren't in the best of condition i think that's the thing now i think things have to be in really really good condition but what they were were just like things that you know because my dad was really into baseball mm-hmm. and he was really into kind of like um you know the within Cincinnati, like the, the Reds, it's a big tradition thing with them being like the first professional team and all that and, and having yeah. the big red machine and all, and, and um, the team in, in 1990, I remember which won the world series too. Um, you know, so like he was really into that. So I, I was seeing all of these rookie cards of like Reggie Jackson and um, who else was in there. I had a Nolan Ryan in the Mets uniform, which I thought was really cool. It wasn't his rookie card, but it was, it was like that. Um, and then, you know, for you, you're a Phillies fan, uh, Mike Schmidt. So that, oh, that yeah. was, really cool that's awesome. Schmidt one. Yeah. And, um, and I have a Pete Rose rookie card also. Oh, which, wow. Yeah. So like that. Um, so yeah, I mean like that, that's probably something that I don't necessarily, I don't really collect them anymore. Uh, the only thing that I did do was like, I got the, the, the price guy that we used to buy when we were kids is now online. And I have like a spreadsheet of the values of or supposed mm-hmm. values of the cards that I have just so I know. Um, but that was a hobby. And then with the wrestling, I think a lot of stuff, and, and I've talked to people that get all kinds of fired up when they're talking on social media. Mm-hmm. They take, we, we take cues from the wrestling promos. So oh, like yeah. <laughs> Man, Randy Savage, like 1987, like going crazy, you know, talking about being in some far off dimension or whatever, just, you know, whatever. Um, and the rock, like just the delivery and stuff. I mean, you'll see people that are uh, either celebrities now or social media influencers or just people in our circle, Yeah. Um, you know, like channeling their inner rock. And, and, and not to mention DDP does do have his yoga now that people do in oh, the weight yeah. loss community, which is like oh, yeah. completely crossing the streams. Well, well and it's, it's the perfect demographic too, right? I mean, yeah. like we, we all, we were growing up at that time, you've got, you have and, and that's geared originally that was geared mo- mostly towards men when i first remember seeing the, the ads for it mm-hmm. and but oh my gosh yeah you have all these wrestling fans um you know he's he is getting them to do something that it used to be like very you know you, you stayed away from yoga as a guy it wasn't macho which is stupid because flexibility is something that you need but yeah. like uh but yeah it, it's it's genius how he's put all that together it's awesome the work that he's done with uh, with Jake the Snake and Scott Hall and, and everybody oh, else. Yeah. He's done it's, so. It's much. amazing, and not to mention all the. All, actually, I heard all the like current wrestlers who use it too, because yeah. they're wrestling in like their forties, and they yeah. they do it just to stay limber because like Chris Jericho, yeah. AJ Styles, because forty is isn't exactly as old so, as it used to be. I well, and I find those guys. Uh, one, I I love that, and I'm not going to pretend that I know nearly as much about the jap like the the japanese strong style and and, yeah. independence and all that but i i think it's so awesome that you no longer have to have these you know six foot five six six bodybuilder type guys but you have like aj styles you have like daniel bryan you have you know all these guys and you're right they're at jericho jericho's he's 50 he's 50, 50 now. Yeah. yeah yeah so like i mean and still in tremendous shape still able to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, I, I think that, um, you know, training has come a long way that's in wrestling and in, in, in all areas. And, you know, what we're seeing now, you know, um, cause I'm coming up on 40, 
40 doesn't look the same to me as what I thought it would be like growing up. I, I'm yes. Life's a little bit well, well, You know, when you're 10 and you say, you talk about somebody being 25 and you're like, God, that's old. Oh, dude, they were, they were dead. I, I, <laughs> like, I, I, they life. Yeah, I, I know. So today, because I knew we were going to talk about wrestling, like, I did prepare for something. Okay. I, I, wore, I wore this. Oh my goodness. He's Wolfpack. Yeah. Got something else too. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I had a, so I got when I was in Cincinnati in 2019 I got like uh in this it was like the one towards the end of the season the Phillies were playing and they had a like a they had like the rings for like 10 bucks or something like the yeah. like the replica ones and I, I got one because I don't even know why because I was like I was just yeah. there and I'm like I'm never gonna be in Cincinnati again because I always get something from each stadium I go to yeah I have like a whole collection of mini bats. That's usually what I get. But uh, yeah. but I was since I was there, I was like, oh, I can get a ring that's better than a mini bat, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was like awesome. the night. I think it was like the seventy-five. Anyway, but yeah, uh, wrestling. So I'm now what's called consider I guess a lapsed fan because yeah. since like twenty, it was like WrestleMania thirty-five was when I pretty much stopped watching. Yeah, right around there, and then because um, I went to WrestleMania twenty and thirty-two, and I used to go to like four or five events a year for a yeah. while. Yeah, but it just like I started, I'm like, they're really like playing to the lowest common denominator. Like it's also because I've seen it for I've seen the same exactly like, 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 like a recycle and rehash stuff from that worked 20 years ago. I yeah yeah well, and I don't watch. I there's there's some of the YouTube channels I watch. Um, Cultaholic, I I like the way that they present stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, if I want to keep up with what's going on currently, I will do that. Now I had. I had the WWE Network, um, and we have Peacock, so I can go in and watch it. I don't mm-hmm. like user experience on Peacock. The Peacock's awful. I know. Yeah. Oh, it's. I, you I, can't I, I, I got Peacock to actually watch a show. Like I'm current because uh, my wife and I started watching the Mr. Mercedes show. Okay. Yeah. On Peacock, and I got it for that, but it, I got it right around WrestleMania, and I was like, oh, let me just like try it and see if I can. And I made it a little bit into WrestleMania. I'm like, I just don't. I don't care. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. which is bad because like I have like. Um, I have all this stuff like that I've collected over years of yeah. wrestling. I've read, I'm in my man cave. I know yeah. there's a picture. This is see it, man. You got all this stuff there. But like I have like all kinds of stuff, and I, I and I just I, <laughs> I I still have it, but I'm not into it anymore. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It, I, 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 but I, I can watch the nostalgic stuff. That's that's pretty much what I that that's pretty much what I was doing. Um, because like I would go through, and watch a lot of the. I, I know. People don't like the invasion angle. Um, the angle itself, eh. But like some of the pay-per-views and some of the matches there, I thought were really cool. And it's and the way that the network was set up, you could just basically put put a pay-per-view on, skip around on the matches, and watch the stuff that you wanted to watch. That I like. Uh, watching the stuff now, and because you, I knew when you and I were kind of talking about this earlier. There's just too much. Like seven hours for a show? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. no. Yeah, yeah, WrestleMania 32 when it was so that show was a mess. Um, when we got there, they had problems getting people in the stadium. So if yeah. you watch WrestleMania 32, if you watch the if you go back and watch on the network and watch the pre-show stuff, you'll see yeah. the stadium the arena the stadium is very empty for most of the pre-show because we couldn't get in the building. Like yeah. we were outside, we were in line for almost two hours. Now this is me at 600 pounds in line for two hours. Yeah, yeah. it was not good. Um, <laughs> And then, and I had like, we had good seats. Like we were sitting, like we were right at, 
right with the ring like uh so we were dead center we were opposite the hard cam okay and uh and we were like we were up like we were in the first raised area but it like not the bowl but like down further because you know they had to create all those extra seats in the stadium uh yeah. and, and and it was just like perfect seats like we could see everything but we got there as the first official match of the wrestlemania was starting like we got we got to our seats like three minutes after six which was seven eastern yeah and uh, and i was like i was so mad and so i i actually e i wound up emailing wwe and complained because i was like you yeah. know i like this is bs because like we pay all this money to come to wrestlemania and then it's like a nightmare and they gave me they comped us tickets to another show okay. in okay. our area and okay. i want to be in like extreme rules in 2017 we went to like four I, and i got four tickets and we only had two for mania <laughs> and i was like i was like that's fine with me thank you very much yeah. seriously but but yeah so one of the things that i, I was grabbing while you're talking so one of the things I have is this. So I have this thing, right? Replica belt, yeah. right? Yeah. Can you see that? Yeah. Very nice. So, Wendy. And, and and it's signed by. So that's Shawn Michaels. That's cool. I hate this virtual background. This is why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so, it's signed by Shawn Michaels and uh, one other person here. It's easier. Signed cool. by Ric Flair. Oh, that's awesome too. And I mean, I, I I met both in person when I got it signed, so it wasn't just like I bought it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so it's and, and that's that's like one of the things I keep on my my bookshelf, like right above right the shelf right above the one you see is yeah. is, my, is my winged eagle signed belt because yeah. it's like one it's my prize one of my prized wrestling possessions that's yeah. signed right. Yeah. And, and it's like, but it, and when I look at it, like I don't think oh wrestling sucks now. I think. I really loved it when I was a kid, when I was like 15, 14, 15, exactly. like it was just, it was just so, I mean, I remember, I remember going to school. So I graduated in 2002. So I'm a couple of years younger than you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I remember like scenes like when Stone Cold had the gun on McMahon. Yeah. Like you thought that was real. Like, cause you, you like, I mean, even though, you know, wrestling is fake as yeah. which any, I know, I know Jarvis is going to get on my shit because I said it was fake, <laughs> but, um, scripted. But, you know, it's scripted but but you know it was just like you felt it like it felt like he was actually going to shoot him and yeah. then you get the, you get the, the the comic relief of the bang 316 or well, and that was that was after the brian pillman angle where yeah. you really i mean that was that actually pillman's house was same county as what i live in probably about 10 minutes away oh wow and like, but yeah, apparently they, they, they had a lot of calls. Like we literally mm -hmm. just witnessed a murder. And if you watch it now, I mean, it, oh, yeah. <laughs> it does look, I, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's amazing that they, I mean, clearly the networks had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Cause it, it was such a, it was such a different time. Cause like now you, yeah. you can never get close to the stuff they pulled. Um, I mean, even just saying like Godfather with his being a pimp with hose. <laughs> I um one thing and this was my this was my only run in with a no actually actually no I I'll t I'll tell you the the I'll tell you the main one and I'll tell you the second one because it's kind of it's just short and funny but like they were having a meet and greet with uh, the Rock at, mm -hmm. at the mall and this was <clears throat> this was towards the end of Nation of Domination this is right before they were gonna make the big world like Survivor Series World Championship run with it. oh yeah. And I was, for whatever reason, mall closes at nine. I was, I think I was actually nervous about medium. I think is what this mm -hmm. was. So like 
I got there like five minutes before he's sitting there, like they're packing things up. And he was just like, he was so like laid back and down to earth. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he's like, brother, you know, like come over here. And like, I talked to him for like a couple minutes and like, it was just, it was so cool because you, you see, you see what he is now and you've always seen kind of how he's presented himself publicly. And Mm -hmm. you know, what do we all think about people that are celebrities? Like, man, I hope they're kind of like that in real life. He was very much, uh, awesome. yeah and so that was that was one the other one was i worked at this um i worked at this retail store while i was and i was um i was 16 this would have been like yes yeah, so this would have been 98 this mm-hmm. was wcw height of, of wcw oh yeah and so like i'm putting stuff away like i'm getting stuff to to take back to my department from the front counter like putting stuff back i turn around and i see scott steiner like <laughs> And it was it was when he was Big Papa Plum had the 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 bleach blonde hair the dark goatee and just like this massive guy and like the three of us that were working there as wrestling fans like we couldn't believe it yeah. and he's like it's so funny because you're like you're Scott Steiner he's like no I'm not and I mean it's like come on like seriously who else would look like that yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I will never forget that like I literally turned around and he was like he was right there yeah. so it's, those it's, were my two uh, run-ins I guess so I had a run-in this is not wrestling but it was very similar to your scott steiner story yeah i used to work in movie theater and when i was a teenager uh, uh i guess this is 2002 2001 so zoolander came out and this woman comes up to the register and she's like she's like Anne hathaway right so i'm like i'm like so i'm at the register i'm at the box office and i say are you in hathaway <laughs> she says no and i was like oh, okay and i and she asked for a ticket to zoolander and I mean, Princess Diaries is currently in the theater too. Like, so yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm not that off. Yeah. And then, and then she hands me her credit card to pay. And what's the credit card say? Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. And she just goes, when she hands me a credit card, she goes like this. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I was just like, huh. And we, we, we like taped that receipt, like on, like we made a copy oh, of it and sure. taped it on, because <laughs> it like on in our office, because it was just like, when are you going to see it? When are you, I've yeah. seen, I saw a couple there. Like I saw like Alan Jackson and I actually got a picture with Alice Cooper. Yeah. And uh, like, that's the one time I asked this, like, that was one, like one of those weird things. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to ask him. And I asked him for a picture and he was like, I never, I didn't really know him that well. Cause I right. like before our, like he's kind of before our time. Right. Right. A bit. Right. So, but like when, when I asked him, cause he went and he was there every Halloween, he did like a concert in my town. Okay. And, and he, so he was there with his like, kid his daughter and her friends and her daughter his daughter and her friends went and saw the grudge Two or something and he went and saw some robin williams movie by himself and so i knew when it was getting out because i was a projectionist too and uh and so when it was getting out i was like i ran down there and got him and we disposable camera because it was 2006 what we did back then yeah Yeah, yeah. and uh and so i asked him if we could get a picture and he's like yeah sure and he's like how much longer till that other movie gets out i'm like oh probably 25 minutes he just hung around and talked to us like 20 minutes that's and just awesome. like and just like asked like he asked like are you guys in school you know what are you doing he's like yeah. and then he, and then one guy was like yeah he's like I'm not really in school right now he's, he's like well, you need to get your ass back in school <laughs> and, <laughs> and and it was just one of those cool like weird because he didn't have makeup on right it's just right. like a regular guy yeah and yeah. and it was a really cool thing but now my wrestling ones um so I, I obviously met I met Shawn Michaels when I, I met him in like 2004 like right he was in my town like the weekend and that weekend was the Royal Rumble in Philly. But that Friday before he was in my town, which was like an hour outside of Philly. Okay. And uh, he was like dropping the puck at the hockey game. And they had like this long, like uh, autograph signing. 
and and when I met him, I was kind of like I had one of those starstruck moments. Like I yeah. didn't know what to say. I'm sure. <laughs> like ever since I was a kid, like it was him and Sting were my favorites. I don't know why. Yeah. And Surfer Sting more than Crow, but <laughs> yes. you know, yes. a, a little kid, Surfer Sting was always favorite, right? Yeah. Uh, I was not a Hulkamaniac, but understand that too. Uh, so 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 I met him. I had no idea what to say. Like I I just like said, said I can't wait to see you on Sunday. Like. <laughs> and, and, and then and then uh and then i asked him if i could get a picture with him because like not it wasn't like necessarily you get a picture with him he's like yeah i don't care if it, as long as they're cool with it like the people that were running yeah. it and they, they they didn't say anything so got a picture and i still have it like it's one of my it's like one of the only pictures i have with somebody famous right yeah and then uh about four years four or five years ago i met rick flair at a autograph signing as well and it was here in maryland and it was like and i got there early so i don't have to wait in line as long i got him to sign two of my belts and all that and he, I don't know if it was a, a bad time for him, but he was very, he was the opposite of The Rock, of your experience with The Rock. He was very, yeah. like, moody. Yeah. He seemed moody, and he didn't really, like, he didn't want to really be there and all that. And it just was, like, it kind of, it, it was one of those, like, don't meet your heroes kind of things for me. Because yeah. it just was, like, uh, like, I paid, like, because, like, to get the autographs, you had to pay, like, 100 bucks, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I, but I was, like, I want to, I want Rick Flair's signature on my belt. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what I want. Yeah, and and so, so I got it, but it was at the same time it kind of like soured me on him a bit. And it's 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 not the same car. It's not the same. It wasn't the same person I, I see on I see on TV. I yeah. see interviews, all that. Yeah. Well, and and that's hard too. And then you see that that documentary they did on him. And you oh see yeah, him. that was bored, man. I mean, that was he he was yeah. He's definitely going through some stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, now I I get that because that's the thing when when you meet somebody that's when you meet somebody that's famous, like you just, you know, you, you want them to be like you think they're going to be. And when they're not, mm -hmm. it can, uh, yeah, it can stick a little bit. Yeah. And, 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 you know, he also probably flew in from Atlanta that day, like yeah. on a flight and it was probably flying out like that night or early the next morning. So I, I, I get that it's, you know, different, different life than all of us sleep. Yeah. But, totally. but yeah. So, so awesome. This was, this was fun. I like talking, I can always talk wrestling because, yeah, totally. Cause, cause it, it was such a like, staple of teenage years college all that yeah. yeah all right so to kind of um before we get to the brett's corner where i ask five questions i kind of wanted to give you a chance to talk about uh your website and the stuff yeah. you do there because give you some sure. plug time before we get to the end i i think what i'll do and like i try to make this is eat like because i got a, there's a lot of stuff tied to me mm -hmm. <laughs> but i have there's the link that's in my instagram profile which i think it's yourlevelfitness.com you know what I, I can get this correct let me because <laughs> i I've, I've talked about this before and if i'm going to talk about it i should get it right yourlevelfitness.com slash ig dash links and if you go there you're going to have um you'll have links to um info on coaching you'll have link there's a link to like the podcast that i do um the um the fitness the well for the daryl perry podcast the your level fitness podcast which has um which was basically an interview series and i think there's like 40 or 50 some odd episodes on that uh and then there's the non-fitness related one um that is the when it clicks podcast that's linked up there as well and then um then the, the merch is there um, and there's actually a framework. So if you're, if you're, you're like the stuff that you hear from me and you're going to check out the podcast, but you want to do this stuff on your own, um, the framework that's linked up is basically how to set goals and how to, uh, 
to really be specific with those. And then, you know, looking at your, your progress update is more or less data points, how to do that, like with your waste measurement and getting on the scale and progress photos and things like that. So um, that's going to be the best place for any and all things when it comes to me. Uh, and then, you know, anybody that's listening, uh, if we're not connected on Instagram, let's get connected. And, and I'm always happy to answer uh, any kind of fitness related or podcast related questions as well. So awesome. Definitely check it out. All right. So Brett's Corner, which was, I always say this, it was going to be the name of the podcast, but I decided not to use that. So because yeah. one of my friends uh, from work always told me I should have a podcast because we would talk about random stuff. And he's like, he's like, you, you know, way too much stuff not to have your own podcast, <laughs> like random things like movies, yeah. and t- you know, yeah. whatever. So anyway, uh, question number one is what movie, TV show or event are you most excited for in the coming year? Um, I think they're finally putting together the Star Wars uh, Kenobi thing. Yeah, I, I think they're finally doing that. Uh, I'm I'm excited about that. I've wanted to see Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi ever since Episode Three came out. So that's been what <laughs> sixteen years. Good lord. Yeah, sixteen, 16 years, years ago. At this point. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Awesome. Yeah, I uh, I've been I was excited for it when I don't know if you do much collecting of like. Uh, any any other collectibles for star wars but a couple years ago they had this one statue called the mythos statue it's an obi-wan mythos statue and it's basically like an aged ewan mcgregor slash alcanus hybrid Makes so sense. you're kind of like you're kind of like 10 years after everyone's of the sith but 10 years before new hope or whatever okay. whatever the timeline is of that Smart. Smart and uh, and and it's like him he's holding both lightsabers oh that's cool and uh and like it you have to look it up. It's a Obi Wan Mythos. It's they are okay. on eBay. They cost like they cost like four hundred dollars when they're made. Now they they go for like fifteen hundred or two thousand. But like I I, I it's kind of like my it's one of my not holy grail but it's kind of like a holy grail item for me. Like I've so always are you big, it. are you a big Star Wars guy too? Oh, I am. Yeah. I so you... I was I was before uh, the last movie. That really brought me down a lot. I gotcha. <laughs> well, what about? What about the uh, the expanded universe? Even though it's not canon, are you you into any of that stuff? A little bit. Um, I read some of it when I was a kid, like teenager and all that. But um, or like even, I, like, I really should get to the direct question. What what's your thoughts on Knights of the Old Republic? I, I like it. I mean, I I I, I love that. I loved the uh, they had a book on Revan, which I did not like. But yeah, yeah I I, 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 I mean, I mean, you got to go with Thrawn, right? I, I do like Thrawn. Yeah, yeah uh, Thrawn is, is a good series. Yeah. And I do like a lot of the newer uh, novels. Um, I really liked yeah. uh, Lost Stars and uh, the Bloodline one with, that was focused on Leia. I don't know if you've read yeah. or listened to any of these. Well, Lost, Lost Stars, um, I didn't... That one, I think, was actually a, a young adult book. Yeah. But was. I really enjoyed Like, I, I picked it up because at the time, we, didn't, we hadn't had any, like, new star wars material to to read and like mm-hmm. i so i got that and i i liked that um i did read the one on on way of i believe and then uh but but before that like right before that came out i i basically binge read the um the fate of the jedi series which was eight or nine books and i oh, think wow. i read that in about six months but some of them but it's like it's like any of those novels right like some of them were really really good others you're kind of like eh. oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. i mean i mean you know should we get taken out by a moon so <laughs> oh there's oh my gosh yeah we're not we're, we're <laughs> that, that will be a whole nother podcast episode if we start talking about 
all, all the right. expanded universe stuff. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm a I'm a big Star Wars. I actually have a Darth Vader lightsaber over in the corner. Awesome. That I got a couple months ago. But yeah, I um, I I can't couldn't escape it once I got into it as a kid and then seeing the special editions in the theater and all, I mean I know people hate the special edition, but when you're our age and you didn't ha- get to see yes. Star Wars in its first run, like yeah. that's what you had. Yeah. No, I, I mean that was that's what you saw, and then. Um, and then you had the prequels, which, you know, I don't have the disdain for the prequels that a lot of people do. I think they are what they are. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Could I, they, do I think they, I they've written? grown? They've grown on me. If yeah. If that's, a, I mean, Attack of the Clones is still terrible, other than the ending. Like that whole movie, oh, just all oh, that whole that uh, Geonosis uh, battles. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That, other that, than that, that, that movie is awful. But. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, it just, it, it does grow on you because, especially because it's, it's, it is what it is. Like you can't change yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Um, sure. may, maybe I'll get there one day with Rise of Skywalker, but I really doubt it. I don't, I don't think you have to. <laughs> I think you're good without that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am. It ended with, it ended with the last, the one before that. Okay. So number two, what are two non-health related goals you have for the next year? Um, Probably just to um, just to make sure that I'm in the best possible headspace that I can be in, um, that I am focusing on what's in front of me in addition to having these big, massive goals. Because like, if, if you would have asked me this question a year ago um, when I was doing the interview podcast, it would have I probably would have tied an X like a certain number of episodes and said I would want to have this much done. And, you know, what I've, what I've found out is that I've never completely burnt out of doing all the stuff that I do, but I, I have come pretty close uh, a couple times in, over the last year and I'm just, I'm trying to pace myself. And, you know, I, I mentioned the whole thing of like, when I started talking about CP more, it brought out a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that there's some kind of deep rooted stuff that I just, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to work through and, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably my main goal. And I know like with that stuff and again, like just being present because, you know, we talked about, we're talking about how being 40 years old is not like what we thought it would be. Um, you know, time flies, man. I mean, you, you and I could have a, a catch up show coming up on 60 and uh, in 20 years or so and we'll be like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe the time flew. Yeah. So just trying to be present in the moment and just kind of working through some stuff and just make sure that I'm in the best headspace and such that I can be in. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Question three. If someone, this is kind of related to your coaching, I'm sure. Um, if someone came to you saying they were lacking motivation to stay consistent, what three pieces of advice would you give them? Um, look at what you've done to this point and be very specific. Tell me how many workouts you're doing a week. Tell me what your eating plan is, if you think you're not doing well with it, like tell me what you're not doing well with. And then, um, yeah, let's, let's look at the stuff that you're already doing and focus on that and then see what the next step is. Uh, the other thing that I would do is that if you feel like you're starting and stopping, instead of following a plan, really start to figure out like, what your preferences are because when we talk about sustainability and consistency that comes back to your preferences if you can do the things that you you know if you can do that stuff consistently 
or if you get, if you start with what you like, consistency becomes a lot easier. And if you start with that foundation, you're going to be able to, to stick with this for the long term. So, and, and that's what I would do. And I think if you take the action, the motivation is going to follow. So it, it you know, just those three things I, I think could be a huge help. Awesome. I like it. All right. Number four, what have you discovered over the time of your journey that you has surprised you the most? Um, that what you learn through your weight loss journey or your weight loss process really does spill over into other areas of life and that your journey uh, is yours and nobody else is going to have one that's exactly like it. So you might as well enjoy it because honestly, the real journey is a lifelong one where you're trying to figure out this stuff and figure out all the other things that you're trying to do. Awesome. Last question. If in 150 years, science fails to save us and all that is left is a book about your life, what would the title be? And what would the blurb tell us about Daryl? Um, the title would be, hmm, this is a good one. Um, the title would be I figured it out and the blurb would be a story of just hanging in, evaluating and adjusting. Awesome. I like it. I, I, I love that question because every no, there's no wrong answer. There's no right, right answer. It's everybody's, it's very subjective. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right, Daryl. Well, it was great having you on today. Uh, where can people reach you if they want to find you out on the internet besides the website that you already plugged? Sure, sure. So uh, the best place actually um, probably just point you towards the podcast that I've been on. So go to Spotify or go to Apple and just put my name in. So it's uh, Daryl Perry. So D-A-R-Y-L-P-E-R-R-Y. And there'll be shows that I, I do and there'll be a ton of episodes that I've been on. Um, I, I think that, I mean, I think podcasting is wonderful because again, you get to like get a sense for the person as you listen, as you guys have probably gotten through this, this episode as Brett and I have been talking. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I would do. If you're, if you're not on the website, um, look in a podcast directory because I've, I've got some stuff out there. Awesome. And what's your Instagram handle one more time? Uh, Instagram is at your level fitness. Awesome. All right. Thanks everyone for listening all the way to the end. You made it. Make sure you check out the show notes for links to anything we mentioned on the show. Be sure to check out my website, becomingbrett.com. You can follow me at Becoming Brett on Instagram and Twitter and the show at Becoming More Pod on Instagram. Until next time, make sure you give us a five-star review and come back next week to learn how we can all become more.